Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the Heming Brainiacs podcast. We're talking about Hemingway's short story number six, Oily Weather, and it's a poem, not a short story. Um, also, I have let the A Year of War and Peace people know that they are being invaded. I don't know if you saw that post, but I posted over there. It has 70 upvotes and 18 comments, and they all seem very excited that we, the Hemingwayians, are invading. Um, oh, someone gave me a helpful award. That's nice of them. Um, this is what the post says. Hello, warriors and peacekeepers. Andrew Lewis here, host of the podcast, and now the host of The Hemingway List, which is not A Year of War and Peace spin-off sub, where we read through a list of books Hemingway recommended. So here's the thing, we just finished a book, and we voted on what to read next, and it turned out to be War and Peace. Seeing as this happened in mid-December, we decided to hold off for a couple of weeks and invade your subreddit. Yes, all 3,000 of us, don't worry, you'll know who the invaders are, they will have a special account flair. I'll be taking over the daily discussion... Uh, cross-posting it to the Hemingway list and making 2021 the biggest year of war and peace so far. There'll be a new podcast, it's going to be fun, etc. See you January 1st. And these are some comments. Zukov said, excellent, it's going to be a fun year. Sahim, Sahib, Sahib, mm. Sahibum, mm. double M7, Sahibum mm. 7 says, haha, that sounds like fun. I probably won't be around for that, as I think a future reweeds will occur on a different schedule. Oh, that's a shame. But this person, DP Smith, I spent so long reading that person's username, and their comment was disappointing. So this is great news. Ray Talation said, sounds exciting. Ethan Uwu says, whoa. Um, we've got a few, I'm excited. So we've got a few. Um, someone said, this invasion has elicited a disproportionate amount of joy in me. I welcome our new overlords. Anyway, they seem excited for us to invade them. So guys, get your invasion pants on. Um, these are the... Oh, I suppose I should read the poem first because I've switched up the order. This is the poem. It's called Oily Weather. And it's by Hemingway. The sea desires deep hulls. It swells and rolls. The screw churns a throb, driving throbbing progression. The sea rolls with love, surging, caressing, undulating its great loving belly. The sea is big and old, throbbing ships scorn it. I just realised I was resting the microphone on my chest, so if it sounded weird, that's probably why. Um, these were the discussion prompts. What does the sea represent here? Is it just me or was this a bit sexy? Swoop said the mama fish, she said, yes, indeed, this poem is about sex. Throughout the poem, Hemingway uses images of the sea and its lust for ships to allude to human sexuality and relationships. Hemingway engages with themes of sex, relationships, and nature. The natural images in this piece are the most obvious part of the poem. Hemingway uses them in an unusual way, though. He combines them with suggestive language in order to describe feelings of lust and desire on the part of the sea towards the ships that sail on it. In the end, the speaker reveals that the ships do not reciprocate this emotion. They spurn the sea, an interesting allusion to the sailors' attempts to survive a long sea journey without being pulled down into the, its depths. 
Weird. Swim said the mama fishy said in reference to podcast regarding casinos on American tribal lands, Native American gaming comprises casinos, bingo halls, and other gambling operations on Indian reservations or other tribal land in the United States. Because these areas have tribal sovereignty, states have limited ability to fit forbid gambling there as codified by the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act of 1988. As of 2011, there were 460 gambling operations run by 240 tribes with a total annual revenue of $27 billion. That's such a weird, uh, I don't know, loophole, I guess, that has um, developed over there in the States. Lady Rustover said, oh, this is referring to me saying about uh, toxic masculinity. Um, who And who said competitiveness is toxic? That's not what the phrase is about. It refers to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due to part of their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence. The socialization of boys in patriarchal societies often normalizes violence, such as saying boys will be bored with, with regard to bullying and aggression. This is from Wikipedia. It's about misogyny and bullying and emotional repression. It's about boys will be boys when they commit sexual assault. So loving football and beer and being competitive is not toxic masculinity. I don't think it is either, but I think that I was saying that I think that the term toxic masculinity is too... Um, too broadly used. I think sometimes it is kind of used just for sort of boys being blokey or boys being boys, <laughs> not in a sexual assault or misogynistic way, but just in general. And I don't like how readily related those words are now. Like if someone says masculinity, you almost kind of add the word toxic as a sort of impulse now. Like if I was to say in the jungle, you might assume it's a mighty jungle, but I might not be talking about a mighty jungle. That's a weird example. Anyway, that's the end of this podcast. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.